0: Welcome to Inside The Mind, a podcast hosted by myself, Jennifer Forster, and my beautiful co-host, Ali May. We're excited to be here diving into edgy, raw, and relatable conversations, woven together with mind-blowing questions that will shake up your model of the world, expand your thinking, unravel your beliefs, tease apart your patterns, and walk you to the very edges of everything you've ever believed about yourself. As NLP
1: trainers, coaches, entrepreneurs, we'll be traversing the topics of business, relationships, money, family, spirituality, leadership, and personal growth, all through the discerning lens of NLP, ancient teachings, and a healthy sprinkling of womanly wisdom. One thing we believe to be true is that if we want a different outcome, we must be willing to ask a different question. And the answers to those questions are always inside the mind. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Mind. I'm Ali May and this is the one and only Gen 5 Star. And today we are really excited to be diving into the topic of feeling like a fraud in business. Has anyone ever felt like a fraud in business? <laughs> I have time and time again. 100%. You, Jen? Uh, once or twice. Yeah, I can think of one or two times when I definitely
0: felt like a fraud in business.
1: I feel like this is such a fascinating topic because the way that I see this is there are a lot of people that have amazing businesses from the outside, and people can think that they're making a shitload of money, that they're successful, that like external people can be looking at the business owner feeling these different things, making assumptions. People are always making assumptions about everybody, right? We see somebody, if they drive a nice car, we go, oh, they've got money. If we see them have a business, we assume, oh, they've got a successful and thriving business. And what I've come to learn is that that's not always the case. And I feel like that's where the pressure can be put on us and we begin to feel like a fraud.
0: Yeah. So I really love this as a topic, Ali. We have had many phone calls about this particular topic, And so think about it. Think about where in your business right now, you would not perhaps be willing to open it up for everyone to have a look at, right? I know there's definitely areas in my business where I once wouldn't have wanted that to be the case. And so what I would be doing in that moment, because I don't do it now, what I would be doing in that moment, the money thing was how it was. Mm, I love this. So I'm going to share this. This is actually really cool. So, where I would have once done this was there were certain elements of my business that I just didn't want want to talk about. I didn't want people to know about. Why? Because I had a belief that a certain thing in my business meant success. So, I'll give the example of money. Having a certain amount of money in business equated to success. Now, I don't have that belief anymore. I'd certainly do not put that kind of pressure on money. I think, God, if money was a person, imagine having that kind of pressure on, putting that kind of pressure on someone. However, how many of us are doing that? How many of us are putting that kind of pressure on money equating to success? But the issue here isn't about money or success. The issue here is about feeling like a fraud. So here I am out doing my business, working with extraordinary people and actually doing great work. I really want to illustrate this. Doing great work, right? Really good from a technician perspective at what I do. However, because I've got this little sneaky thing going on in the back of my mind where I'm going, ah, oh, what if people thought or knew or blah, 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 blah? I don't want them to know that. So I just keep going on. Now, the issue there is where's my energy at in and around ever truly believing? That I'm successful in any way. That means that everything about me is wrapped up in how much money in the bank I have or how much money I'm making on a month-to-month basis. And let me just give you the hot tip here. Your income is going to go up and down. It's going to, right? It's never going. Have you ever seen the stock market? Stocks don't go in a straight line up. They go up and down. That's what money is meant to do because it's an energetic force. It's not meant to just come and stay, it's meant to come and go. And how many of us have got success wrapped up in the identity of, well, if I have a low month, then I'm not successful. Who am I to be out there talking about business or speaking into my craft and what I'm good at if I have this belief that this month I'm now no longer successful, which feeds that fraud thing. I belief. Don't even, belief. belief, yeah, the, belief the belief around being a fraud. I had this in my life for such a long time. And I know that I'm not alone. I know that I am absolutely not alone. There would be other people out there experiencing, if not have experienced what I just shared or are still experiencing what I just shared.
1: Yeah, and I, just to like expand on that, Jen, I feel like it's such a big one around money, our identity. So if we're employed, our identity is around what we do in our job. When we are self-employed, I believe our identity is both around what we do and the amount of money we make and just some other things are coming through. Mm -hmm. As you were saying that, Jen, I really got that how fucked is it that a lot of business owners have amazing businesses, have a lot of clients, have a lot of people coming through their doors, depending on what they're Are doing. Are
0: incredible at what they do. hundred
1: percent. Yet put their worth on their dollar. What a head fuck that is. So if I haven't made the amount of money I want this week, or if I have a low month, I'm not worthy. So I feel like a fraud. man. That also goes into the definition of success to me. What is someone's definition of success? So for me, if I look at what's my definition of success, I've learned that I am not the amount of money in my bank account. Why do we even have to have success? I've got like
0: inverted commas Mm. there.
1: Why do we even have to have success as a thing anyway?
0: So the beautiful piece here is, so how do we begin to close that gap between feeling like a fraud and actually embodying your value, your worth, and whatever success means to you so that no matter what's going on in your business, you would never feel like a fraud because you know that if some alien picked you up and plopped you somewhere else on the planet in front of another person, could you add value to that person's life? And I would say almost every single person that listens to this podcast is masterful at something, masterful at what they do, masterful at being able to add value to another human being. So how is it? How can you even be a fraud? How can anyone be a fucking fraud? It's the pressure we put on ourselves.
1: I know for myself in the past where I felt like a fraud is where people have seen me a certain way and people knew the kind of money that I was making. And then shifting away from what I was doing and beginning to make money in other areas and do different things, having lower months, then having bigger months and lower months, I began to feel like a fraud. I began to think, shit, people think I'm doing X, Y, and Z and I'm not. People have this expectation on me. At the end of the day, though, the expectation came from myself. The only person that can feel like a fraud is us, right? And why are we feeling like the fraud in the first place? What are the limiting beliefs that are there for us that have us feel like if someone knew what was going on for us, they wouldn't think that we were successful? Why the fuck do we even care in the first place what somebody else thinks about us? I love this. I do too. you a bit passionate here, G- uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And so, what do we do to begin to close the gap? Well, to me, one of the first things we would want to do, if it were me, you all can do whatever you want, but if it were me, I would want to begin to look at my definition of success what, and redefine it, and redefine it for yourself. So, if I was to stand in a room of a hundred people right now, gave them all little three by five cards and a pen, and said, "Everyone, write down your definition of success." I would be pretty accurate in saying I would get a hundred different versions back. So the very first thing we would want to do is get clear on what is success to you? What is your definition of success?
1: I would have a look at which parts are you embarrassed about or which parts are you hiding within your business? Can you look at your bank account without cringing? Are the conversations that you're having with people about your business, do they match up with what's actually going on? And if they don't, then there may be some shifts that can occur there for you where you can actually come back to a congruent space. Mm. If you're not congruent within yourself, if you're portraying something, oh, I see this a fuck ton actually. Mm. I see a lot of people on social media that I know that are talking about having success financially that don't actually have success financially. (laughs) (laughs) And that is something that I have never done is pretend what kind of money I'm making. There's a vibration that goes along with that. If you are somebody who has a business online and you are talking about money and you are telling people the money that you're making and you're not really doing that, how do you expect to have what it is that you want? And yes, of course you're gonna feel like a fucking fraud. Stop doing that. Yeah. You can get into a space if you're in the online space, business, business owner, coach, leader, or whatnot in the online space, if you haven't yet got the money that you desire, and you haven't yet got the business that you desire, you can write in such a way where that's what you're working toward. You do not have to go into a space of I have this, I have that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. If it's not true, you can talk in the what's coming space where you're working towards. You don't have to tell people I'm broke, I haven't got this, I haven't got that either. You can word it in such a way where it's true and congruent. So you do not feel like a fraud. So if you are feeling like a fraud in that sense, well, there will be a good reason to feel like a fraud because you're not being truthful on the outside.
0: And if you haven't listened to last week's episode on why your manifestations aren't working, that would be a good one to go back to listen to because whatever it is that you are saying or thinking, it doesn't matter if you're speaking it out loud or thinking it, your unconscious mind can hear you. If what you're saying isn't in support of where you want to go and who you want to become, and I deliberately say become, because we're in an expanding universe, it's not fixed, it's not who we be, it's who we become. If your language isn't what we term toward language, if your language isn't moving you towards that, then your unconscious mind, you're making it hard. You're making the task of co-creation really difficult. Yeah. So we've got two steps. First
1: one yes, to redefine your definition of success. even want to have success in your business. Do you even have to have success in your business? Why do you have success in the first place? So I would have a look at that. Second one is to have a look at where you are being out of alignment with what you're telling people or what you're portraying and tidy that
0: stuff up. Mm. Do you have a third one, Jen? I do have a third one. It's a more involved process. And if you want to do this process in its entirety, in its fullness, come and join us at our 2-day breakthrough event and we're going to take you through this including looking at towards language and your values in and around this process as well but you know have a go at the first time it was given to me I didn't even do it because I didn't think it was that big a deal so who knows what you will do create sit down and take some time and create your ideal day just write out your i your perfect day And keep it to the context that you're working on. So for most of you, it might be business who are listening to our podcast. In the context of business, what is your ideal day? What does it look like? Do you even know what it looks like? And if you don't know what it looks like or you don't think it's possible that how you would like it to be can happen, there's a great starting point for closing the gap between feeling like a fraud and having that sense of organic ecological success on your terms
1: yeah great i'm really excited about the two-day event and how we're going to be pulling that apart it seems like a simple exercise and it is a simple exercise yet a lot of people won't do it and a lot of people will take it as oh you know what yeah whatever The way that Jen and I are going to structure the way we are structuring our two-day event, if you miss the August one, we have another one early next year. The way that we are structuring this is to really take you into the space of where are you now and what's the gap? Where are you now? Where do you want to be and what's the gap? We're going to support you to actually close the gap so you can create that thriving business that you desire so that you are fulfilled in what you do and you do not question who you are in business and what it is that you are doing. And I don't care whether you have a seven-figure or nine-figure business. There are times that you're going to feel like you're not enough or you're not successful or you can't have what you want or you might feel like a fraud. And we're really excited for what we're going to bring Mm. to whichever level of business you're at. You might have a business where you're just starting out. You might have a business where you're making, you know, six multi-six figures. You might be a seven-figure income earner wherever
0: you're at. Yeah, that two-day event's going to be Mm. epic. And something that's just dropped in as another way in which the fraud piece shows up, taking rest from your business, being able to take time out of your business. And if you have a belief that if you're not being productive, then you're not successful, then that's going to make it really hard for you to ever take time out of your business. And that can also feed that belief of, well, if I'm not on 100% of the time, then I must be like, I'm a fraud, right? Because I'm always about the productivity. And so I better not take any time out of my business, because then what will people think of me? They're going to think I'm a fraud. It's all about our language. It's all about how we are defining success, how we have defined how we want our business to be. For me, I have done the exact thing that Ali and I spoke to, to the point that I have my business set up a very specific way now. And I set up my life first, and then I now have my business fit into my life. Most of us are trying to do that the other way around and then wondering why we're experiencing exhaustion, fatigue, burnout, and that sense of fraudness And that lack of fulfillment as well. That lack of fulfillment. And now that I have that and it feels congruent and I know every single day my life is my version of success. Now I get to scale that so that it never feels like I need to take a holiday from my business. It's just who I am and what I do.
1: What I love about that, Jen, is that when we spoke about you doing your ideal day, you didn't even realize that you were living your ideal day. And (laughs) and I feel like that's a big thing for a lot of people. So can you have a look at what's going on? Really see... How many clients do you have coming into business or how many students do you have or however you want to label the people that you work with in business, whatever that is for you specifically. Do you have the amount that you want coming in? If not, how many more people would you like? Are you making the money that you want? Can you possibly make the money that you want based off how much you are charging right now for the investment to work with you? If not, increase your prices. You know, what else is there for you where mm. you might think something's not there, but it actually is. You might already have the business that you want, just like Jen did, without even realizing it. It might be just that you're at a point now where it's a new season and you're ready to expand and you desire more. It's the same thing with somebody that I knew was telling me, and I've touched on this once before, was telling me that they never have enough money. They never have enough money. And I looked at them and I said, your home's worth close to a million dollars. You have two investment properties. You buy organic foods. Your children can do whatever they want. You do what you want. You've got clothes. You've got everything that you could possibly need. All the things. How do you not have money? And it was a belief around never having enough. It was the belief around I don't have enough money for that person. I don't have enough money. My thing was perhaps it's more around you don't have the excess money that you desire. So perhaps have a look at that in your life too. Are you someone who's saying, you know I don't have the business that I want, I don't have the money that I want? Well, actually do you? You just desire more now
0: and that's where you can pivot. Yeah, and change that scale. I shared this with you the other day and it made you laugh. It just dropped in. I'm going to share it with all of you. I have a belief now that money is everywhere. Like it is, I believe it like I believe that the sun is going to rise tomorrow. So, And here's how that came about. When I did this work to change this belief, I gave myself the task of noticing money. So here's what I'm going to invite you to do. When you're out driving today, have a, if you're on a single road or a two-lane road, notice as far as the eye can see, how many cars can you count? Now, let's say you can count five cars. Let's say every car is, what, 40 grand. What are five fours? 20. Which is, if you do add the zeros, $200,000. Money is everywhere, people. It is everywhere. There's a telegraph pole out the front of this house. Probably, I don't know, it might be $20,000 worth of telegraph pole. Money (laughs) is everywhere. It's not that it's not. It's just how we're choosing to see it. Mm, I love that. On that note, I feel like we can close out this episode. Catch you next time. See you soon.